The Buffer Stretch Podcast taps into the extraordinary endeavors that ordinary humans are doing daily to better their lives and their community. The goal of these conversations is to lengthen and extend our perspective on fitness, nutrition, holistic health, the mind-body connection, and what motivates us. The final portion of each episode will provide a guided meditation to self-reflect on the theme of the interview. Brought to you by Jennifer McCracken of FitFam Conchi. Hi, I'm Jen McCracken of FitFam Conchi. Welcome back to But First Stretch. And if it's your first time, I'm so glad that you're joining me. I hope everyone is doing well and is healthy. And if you're feeling a lot of different emotions now, you're not alone. To be honest, I'm thinking of so many people at this time and finding while it's great to connect virtually or across the street, it's been really tough for me. I want to have that person-to-person conversation, go on walks, go on runs. And that's why this conversation was so nice for me. Carolyn and I became friends over the last year. She works with Sean as a running coach client. She's actually um, getting her running coach certification and is working with my sister-in-law as a field hockey coach. We were both training for the Coastal Delaware Marathon when it got canceled due to COVID-19. I recently finished reading Glennon Doyle's Untamed. Um, It's a new book. It's on the bestseller list. And I'm just going to say I really liked it. It was such a good book, but I want to kind of talk about the issue that connects to this podcast. Uh, She dives into the issues surrounding her eating disorder, drug and alcohol addiction, and ultimately how it wasn't the eating, binging, purging cycle that was the problem. It was actually her need of control. And in a loose generalization of what she goes into beautifully, a bad response to pressures she was putting on herself based on her interaction with society. So today's guest will discuss both fitness and what it's like to overcome an eating disorder. And I have to use overcome lightly here. Our community member of the week on Buffer Stretch is Carolyn Schmidt, a health and fitness professional through Johnson & Johnson and creator of Made to Move Fitness. Carolyn is an avid runner, and she's chasing down a Boston qualifying time, coming only a few seconds short of it during her second marathon. And she loves to give back. She's coaching field hockey, her own sport from high school and college. So let's stretch our mind, body, and soul. The first portion of the podcast is the warm-up, introducing our guest. Hi, Carolyn. Welcome. Hi. Thanks for having me. So tell us a little bit about yourself. What is your background? Where are you from? And how did you get into fitness? So I'm from Telford. Um, uh, it's pretty local. Um, Growing up here my whole life. And so the way I got into fitness, um, just always been active and involved with sports, like all throughout my life, played soccer, and softball mainly growing up um, throughout um, elementary, middle school. And then high school, I... Um, Picked up field hockey um, after I, like, learned how to play in middle school, played some more soccer. So I was just, uh, like, around and, like, just around sports. And our family is super active, so we always went to hiking or kayaking and doing just all these things. Um, so it was kind of just a part of who I was and who I am. And so going into college, uh, I decided just to kind of go that route for, um, like, a major so I wasn't really sure exactly what I wanted to do, so I kind of stayed the general like exercise science um, route just because I knew there was going to be a lot of options for me. Um, did a lot of like PT shadowing and like things like that, but it wasn't really um, I don't know, my cup of tea in a sense. So um, and didn't know if I was going to work with like if I wanted to work like with athletes with like strength and conditioning. So kind of up in the air. Um, but that's kind of how I got into the whole like fitness side of it. Just I loved it. I was. I'm good at it, so I was like, all right, it comes natural to me, um, so that's kind of how I've been, like, doing it, and I, I play collegiate field hockey, so, um, again, still involved with, like, um, athletics and fitness and stuff throughout college, uh, um, as well, so kind of just have carried that into my career now, so, and I love it, so <laughs> it's great. That's awesome. Um, where did you go to college? I went to Messiah College, which is kind of like near Harrisburg area. Cool. <laughs> um, so what's your current position? Can you explain what your role is? I think you're actually 
just transitioned jobs, right? Yeah, so it's been a little tricky the past few weeks. Um, so before um, this whole like shutdown and virus situation, um, I worked in corporate fitness um, at a local pharmaceutical company. And um, so I was, um, my role there, we taught group exercise classes for the members. Uh, we did personal training, so I'm a personal trainer as well. Um, and then aside from like the fitness like part of it, we did a lot of different like health promotion, um, programming throughout the year for the members, um, things like that. So that's what I was currently involved in. And then right before all this happened, I accepted a new position, <laughs> which is, Pretty much, uh, it's very similar in a sense, um, just a different company, um, and they just kind of provide us a different, um, I guess, just perspective on, like, corporate fitness in a sense that would just give me just different opportunities to grow as a professional. Um, I love this, the corporate environment, um, which is kind of surprising because I thought I always was going to do with, like, work with sports and, like, athletes and, like, that kind of side since that's, like, who I am, um, <laughs> but I love just being with um, just kind of your general population, if you will. Um, I don't know, it's very, uh, it's very rewarding in many ways. So I like, so it was nice that this job opportunity came up, um, that I can, um, still kind of be doing what I love, um, even though it is like a different job. So I started that yesterday. <laughs> and so it's been kind of slow just trying to get things situated and figured out. Working from home is a little bit of an adjustment, but uh, I am excited to get back actually physically into my job um, whenever that happens. So, yeah. I actually like how you said that. I'm excited to physically get back into my job. <laughs> I think that that comment resonates with a lot of people right now, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's definitely weird because being like working in a fitness center, it's weird to work from home because my job requires so much like of movement and just interaction with people and we can't really <laughs> do much of that now. Um, but we have been challenged. I've been challenged to a lot in a lot of ways, like with my career. So I've like in this time, so I've taught like an online class to people, um, have been like running different like programs for people. So it's, it's, been an adjustment, but it's been fun to kind of see a different side of um, fitness from the work at home aspect. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you also mentioned that there's a lot of rewards working with the general population. What are some of the most rewarding parts of your job? I think just being, um, getting to know people, first of all, is such a like rewarding experience just because there's so many different people out there with their um, their own stories and their own like journeys and, um both with like health and fitness but also just personal as well um so the connections you make just impacts like my work all the time um, because i'm so involved with them uh, i think it's rewarding to see the progress they made whether it's some clients that i've had with like personal training they've lost like a certain amount of weight or they've um, gotten more like mobility in a certain um like with certain muscles that they have so it's just those little steps that kind of like help them lead healthier lives like makes me so happy and um that's what was hard I think leaving my like old job is that the people like that mm -hmm. experience because you see the work they put in their dedication in their classes that you teach and just their excitement and you get so proud of them. It's like, I don't know, even though I'm like half their age half the time, I'm like, I'm like a proud mama cheering them on. And so that's just cool just to see um, the change in their lives that it makes and to know that you're a part of that um, in some small way and can help them with that um, makes a huge difference. And, and they inspire me too. So that's also been like a rewarding part as well. So. That's awesome. Yeah. What is the most challenging part of your job? Honestly, the people. <laughs> so they're both the good and the bad. Um, it's hard working with people. You, even though we're in a fitness center, it's still kind of like a cu customer service um, like environment. So just dealing with, you know, frustrating people who don't want to do a certain thing or they don't like um, how something is going or, you know, with management. And um, so it's, it can be tricky to deal with um, people from that sense. And for those of like for people who come in who aren't as enthusiastic about at, about fitness as we are, um, can be challenging too to motivate them and to help them make better choices um, in their lifestyle, things like that. So 
Um, yeah, I mean, so it definitely brings a lot of challenges, and it definitely involves, um, you know, you have to be very adaptable and flexible when you are in those situations. And so I've grown a lot in those ways from those challenges. Yeah. So let's dive into the workout portion. Um, what inspired you to create Made to Move Fitness? So um, it kind of just came out of the blue, to be honest with you. My mom and I um, and my sister, we were at our lake house for a weekend, um, right as this whole shutdown um, process kind of started. So a weekend away, and I wanted to do just a workout just downstairs in our basement and create a little Tabata workout for myself, simple like intervals, just to do something different. Um, and after I finished, I was I just kind of got the idea in my head. I was like, oh hey, like what if I record myself um, doing some of the moves and post it onto my like Instagram page? And my mom was like excited about it, so I had her record me um, and then posted it and just got a lot of really good responses back like from it and comments and I was like oh this could be kind of fun so the whole way home that weekend back to our house um my mom and I just basically were coming up with like different names that we could use for like a page and it started off being an Instagram account which I still have but then I like added and like learned how to make a page on Facebook and that's become like kind of more of like the hit on, in a sense of everything so kind of just out of the blue, but it's especially, I mean, it worked out perfect with the time, like this timing with kind of everyone's at home and just kind of itching to find ways to move. So it's been kind of fun just to deal, um, to work with, um, different like household items and just kind of be creative and challenge myself as like a fitness professional, just to use the resources and like target all different like audiences and stuff. So, yeah. I love the one with the toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, oh my goodness. I was like, everyone's got a lot of it, so I'm sure, you know, one or two rolls won't, won't be too bad. That <laughs> got a lot of it, for sure. <laughs> Is this something you want to do after the pandemic, continue Made to Move Fitness? Oh, I think so, honestly. I think it's, my mom even asked me um, some days, like, are you posting something today? I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so, like, I know love it and I think it'll just be kind of fun to do on the side and um oh it's like I said like it's gotten kind of a lot of like hits and likes and things like that so and people are like giving me a lot of good feedback from it so I I'm gonna try to keep it going and the more I learn how to kind of develop it more I think the better it's gonna be so we'll see where it takes me (laughs) that's for sure awesome so how about running you're a field hockey player but what got you into running so, yeah, I have played field hockey since seventh grade, played it all throughout college. Um, I've always, I've never done track. So track and the cross country, I've never done that. Um, running just kind of came from just the conditioning part of playing soccer and then field hockey throughout college. Um, I just always loved, like, competing with myself and, you know, trying to beat my, like, you know, whether it's the time in the mile that we had or just other fitness tests that, like, my teams and coaches, like, had us do. Um, so, kind of, and then, again, like I said, it was, I'm kind of good at it. So, it was just <laughs> natural for me to, like, do it and just kind of, like, people were always like, oh, my gosh. But, um, so, yeah, I just, the like, the love of running just came out of that. And I decided in, I guess, my sophomore year in college, uh, my friend and I from the team, we decided in that spring of that year to run um, or train for a half marathon just because we both <laughs> like to run. We like we train together like outside, you know, our practices and all our workouts and stuff. We call it like she's like my workout buddy. So we kind of were like, well, this is a good challenge we can do. It's our season's in the fall for field hockey. So spring is more open um, for, you know, to do more different, uh, different things. So we decided to do that and she actually ended up getting hurt. So she didn't even like run the half marathon, um, with me, but was there. And so I just kind of, I ran it and finished and I was like, Ooh, that was fun. <laughs> so it kind of just streamed from there. Um, and like, you know, I trained throughout the summer for field hockey. Then after like, you know, different field hockey seasons, like I would just keep running on the side just to keep up my fitness and stay in shape and did another half marathon like the next year and then kind of moved from 
there. I've done a bunch of half marathons and have moved upgraded to the uh, marathon distance. So I've done it all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's awesome because, you know, running can be so many different things. And I love how your competitive nature from field hockey has like emerged in this running arena now. <laughs> yeah. I remember that first race that I, I ran for the half marathon. I honestly didn't really know what I was doing as far as like hydration and fueling and all that kind of stuff. Like, so I remember like I started off like super fast and like, I realized it was a very small race and I realized I was like in the front, like the women, I was like, Oh my word. Like, I could win and stuff, and then, like, by the end, like, this one, like, girl just, like, straight up, like, passed me, like, right past me, and I, like, tried so hard to run, you know, but I was just <laughs> gassed out, <laughs> so it's been fun to kind of, like, see where I've come in running from that first race and seeing, like, just, like, my knowledge of it and just abilities and things like that, so it's awesome. I love it. <laughs> Is the half marathon your favorite distance to run? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, I love, like, the marathon. I love the challenge of it and training for it because I do like just running very long and just kind of going for it. But the half marathon is just fun just to race, and it's, I mean, I say it's a quick 13 miles, but, like, it's kind of um, unusual to say sometimes. (laughs) But, um, yeah, it's fun. It's just like a, like, you know, you're not, like, on your feet for terribly long like the marathon is. It's less kind of that stress, like, mentally in a sense um at least for me but and it's something that I don't necessarily like like it's not as hard to train for like I don't have to devote as much time like it's easier to do um in a sense with like just the busyness of life so yeah I'd say the half is definitely my favorite yeah and for all the people listening Carolyn and I actually were going to do the same marathon the Delaware Coastal Marathon this spring Um, Carolyn and I like handled this very differently and I think it's important to notice where I like I feel like I was just at a point where I was like I can't do this distance anymore and I started cutting down my distance Carolyn actually ran a marathon on her own (laughs) um, which was awesome she did her 26.2 miles what was it like an 807 pace 805 pace something I kind of I didn't really plan on running the marathon that day I just was like I wanted to follow the plan that I was on I was like well I'm in really good shape I'm gonna finish out March with my plan and I think on the schedule it was like 22 to 24 which was like the highest mileage I've ever done before like the actual marathon race and so just went out like had all my stuff with me and I kind of got to mile 20 and I was like I could probably do like like, the max for this, like, run, like, the 24, like, hit that range, and then I, like, was, I kept thinking about it, and I was, like, well, if I get the 24, I mean, I might as well just do 20, like, two more miles, <laughs> get the full marathon, not just stop short, so, yeah, I mean, it wasn't, like, my, like, quote-unquote race pace, but it was just fun to just do it, like, I trained for it, and, like, you know, kind of almost unofficially, like, check it off my bucket list for the spring, so... I love it, and I feel like your that pace is so good. And if you were in like a race with actual people and right. like a an actual course, that's such a good sign for you. Yeah, I I don't know. This year, this spring, um, and like just just training and stuff has just been like such a different year for me. Like mentally, like that's always been one of my struggles. Physically, I can like I know I can do it and run the like run the distance, but mentally, like I've definitely been more like in tune with it which has been awesome, and I feel like just, like, my workouts have been, like, were so great, and was, like, so, like, ready and, like, all in, which, so I was excited for it, so I think that's kind of what helped me get through that, like, that one weekend day that I just ran out by myself uh, for the 26th, um, so I'm excited to kind of continue to learn, like, the lessons I learned and kind of move it into the next season of running whenever that kind of picks up again, so. Awesome. Um so the half marathon is your favorite distance. Do you have like a favorite race that you've run? Um, it's hard to pick one because there's been so many. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the most, well, at least the most recent one that like I can know, I know for sure is one of my favorites is like I ran um, the runner's world half in October and it was on my birthday. So <laughs> I just, it was just fun just to kind of be like, Oh, happy birthday to me. Let's, run 13 miles and um yeah like friends and family came out and um 
yeah, it was just a fun day. Like, it was just fun to celebrate and just be able to do something that I love on, like, my birthday. It just, I don't know. It's kind of my way of celebrating. <laughs> so that was definitely fun. And the atmosphere was great, too, there. Mm-hmm. And, um, even though it was, the weather was kind of, like, iffy, but it was just, it was a fun day to kind of just, yeah, celebrate my birthday. So I would say it's one of my, definitely one of my favorite races, for sure. That's awesome. Um, so now that all the races have kind of been shifted – we are coming into like the fall season and it's like so hard for me to even like be asking this question now because I, like who knows what's going to happen. But do you have a fall race that you are most excited for? Um, at this point, I don't really have any like official race that I'm gonna, like going to do in a sense. I've been thinking about it. Um, I I'm toying around with the idea of running a marathon in the fall just to kind of see if I can get to that Boston uh, qualifier because um, that's a big bucket list thing for me. Um, but I don't really know exactly what race yet. I'd have to kind of work out the details. Um, since I coach in the fall, it's a little bit tricky um, with our field hockey team. But definitely, well, I signed up for the love run this spring that got canceled. So I definitely would probably want to do that because I've heard really good things. It's a super popular race. So that's definitely something I want to do and I look forward to. But as far as other races, I'm not exactly sure yet. Still working on the details for that. But hopefully something works out and I can do something. So I've done the love run a few times and I'm excited to see the weather for a fall love run because the first year that it, it existed, I ran it it poured like the entire time. It was like pouring rain. And then I think I did it two years ago and it was like freezing. And I think the year before it was like super hot. Like it's so like that spring race. And I think that's what makes it kind of exciting too. You're like, what is this? What's it going to (laughs) be? Right. Yeah. I know. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I'm hoping like That'll be a sign for the like a nice like beautiful fall love run for the, all know. this stuff. <laughs> well, it's my favorite time, like my favorite season to run in. So fingers crossed, it's okay, it's all good. <laughs> um, so do you have a favorite workout? Other than running, I'll put running aside. Running's always my favorite, <laughs> but I like um, any type of like hit workout. Um, I taught a lot of those. I taught like boot camp at my um, former job. So just kind of mixing up the, like the format of the class, whether it's kind of like, like an, um, a timed round, whether it's more like intervals, things like that. Um, this one that uses kind of body weight weights, oh, I like to mix it up. So something like a hit oriented class is one of my favorites for sure. So. Is there a workout that we should all be doing? I wouldn't say there's just one workout that everyone should be doing. I mean, everyone's, got their own story they're all different um, with different abilities um so i just say anything that kind of i always just encourage people to do what they love like do what kind of sticks out to them if they don't really know where to start kind of try a bunch of different um things whether it's more high intensity low intensity um strength training versus cardio um i just say try it all and see what like where you kind of get excited about and what kind of you know you feel like you get that good workout in and you're, it's doable um, with like the, you know, the resources that you have. Um, but I say, yeah, it's always different for everyone and what they like to do. So. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's kind of the role of the personal trainer too, is like assessing like what each individual person needs. Yeah. And that's, what's also a challenge about that too. Cause so many people are like, Oh, I want to do this or I want to do this. But sometimes you have to almost, be realistic with them be like hey we can try to get you there but for now we got to start like start small and make those small steps and then you can as you your body adjusts because sometimes it's a shock to your body like after doing a workout you haven't done a while like oh those are muscles I haven't like used in a while so it takes time and some people are scared of the like feeling muscle like that soreness and stuff so just kind of recognizing that's just kind of your body working and all part of the process um but, I mean, there's so many things you can do, which is great. It's always there's, like, something for everyone, no matter what level you're at, which is what, what I love about it. So. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned you started coaching field hockey. Um, tell us about your experience with this. 
So I like you like you know already. I played field hockey um, throughout college, and I just like love the sport, and I'm so passionate about it that when I graduated, I was like, I need to be involved somehow um, and give back because the coaches that I've had, um, the teammates that I've been with, like they've all impacted me in like so many ways. Um, and so just to kind of, as like an act of service to just the sport and the athletes there, I was like, I want to coach. So I, um, the first fall season that I was home after college, I coached um, a JV team at the local high school. Um, my sister, my younger sister, was a senior on the team, so it was kind of cool to be able to be there and kind of see her senior season since, since I was playing. I never really got to see her play too much, so that was fun. Um, so I was there for a season um, and still kind of just wanted to grow more as a coach, and being on JV, I was kind of like alone with my girls um, for a lot of time, which is great. Loved them. It was an awesome experience, but just to, I missed that coaching mentorship. Um, so I was just looking for other opportunities. And so then another opportunity popped up, um, with another local high school, North Penn for an assistant varsity, um, coach and the head coach, uh, Shannon McCracken. Um, <laughs> she was my high school coach for a few years, um, at my high school. Um, so, and she was, huge role model in my life still is a role model in my life and just her passion for field hockey like that's what like was instilled in me and so and encouraged me to play in college and pursue that so I mean I couldn't turn down that opportunity because she just is such a knowledgeable coach um so she reached out to me and we kind of got the process started um there and so this past fall coach there for my first season loved it loved the coaching staff loved the girls um and it's been fun. Like, I've learned a lot, too. So, as a coach, and, um, yeah, it was, I was able to incorporate a little more of my career, like fitness, to kind of lead some workouts. Um, I took the team for a run, like, during preseason. So, it was, it was cool to kind of see how I can kind of connect all, like, parts of my life to this coaching position. Um, so, yeah, I look forward to working with them in the fall and hopefully this summer once things kind of get back to normal. So Yeah. Um, did anything surprise you about coaching at the high school level, right? That's, like, different than what you do for your job. Right. So, high school is interesting. The girls are (laughs) – I love them. But high school is – it's a hard time, you know. There's a lot of change um, they're going through. Like, some of the upperclassmen thinking about their next steps for um, for college and stuff. You have – uh, the freshmen's coming in, they're super scared and just, you know, inexperienced at that level. Um, so it's kind of, it was tricky kind of finding that balance between, you know, making sure that you're, you know, adhering to those who, you know, may, might be a little nervous and like a little underskilled and then still adhering to the girls who are more skilled and have that, like that drive and that desire to get better. So you kind of get the broad <laughs> um, spectrum as far as, you know, people who want to be there people who are just there for like the social part um so that's definitely been challenging for sure um but I think one of the things that I've like realized is how much of an impact like us coaches have like on these girls lives um because you don't know what their home situation is like and what they kind of deal with outside and you know the field and outside the sport so to kind of be um like a leader to them and just like a mentor um we kind of joke around as a staff that I'm like the, the older sister of the girls. <laughs> um, so just to be someone who, you know, can be there for them to talk to them. If they need, you know, someone to talk to, um, has been like a really cool experience, like and reward, like from that, like from the challenge of working with that age group, especially. Yeah. I mean, how amazing is it to be like a constant in their lives, especially, um, you know, with all the, hustle and bustle from like the academics to whatever they have going on at home or personally with their friends. Like that's a really cool position to have. Yeah, it's definitely cool. And the more like I get to know the girls, like the better it is. So I'm excited for like this next season coming in. Like I already know most of them and I'm excited to kind of pick up where we all like left off in the fall. So I love it. 
Um, so this next question is kind of a, a loaded question. Um, a lot of my guests are really open about how events in their lives have shaped who they are or what they have chosen or have been called to get involved in. Um, your experience in athletics is one that I think a lot of athletes, like men and women, face due to competition, desire to get better in the sport. I know that a podcast I listen to a lot, um, Work, Play, Love, the Jesse Thomas and Lauren Fleshman um, podcast has addressed this issue a lot, especially given Mary Kane's New York Times article. Um, can you share with us like how you persevered through and overcame an eating disorder? Like... Where to begin? What can you attribute it to? And what was the process to change your thinking, like your eating, etc.? So my eating disorder, specifically anorexia, is what I was diagnosed with. Um, it started when I was in eighth grade. Uh, I would say kind of from January of that um, year in school um, throughout like the next six, eight months, I guess. Um, so it didn't really have one particular event or moment in time that started, it kind of was just um, an accumulation of a bunch of different factors um, that kind of just started off kind of small and then it kind of just built into this huge, um, you know, disorder um, and disordered way of thinking. And um, so at the time, uh, back in January, um, it, I was involved with my soccer training for like indoor still involved with like my sports so I kind of used my competitive side um, that I've always had as almost an excuse to kind of engage in some of the negative um, behaviors so I remember I would um, start to kind of um, develop this whole reasoning behind why I was eating a certain way and exercising a certain way because I wanted to be healthier for and for my teens, for my sports, um, so I could be the best and like the best like athlete I could be. Um, and so I remember just kind of just exercising a lot. Um, if I saw someone go exercise, or I saw someone run on the road, or a family member was going to do like a workout, I was like, well, I have to go work out too. Like I gotta, you know, compete with them. And so that competitiveness kind of just kind of was driving me. Uh, even if I didn't feel like it, I'm um, just like, well, I have to do it. If they did it, I had to do it. So kind of came from there. Um, the food part, um, in addition, kind of came alongside that. I started to cut out, like, different desserts and sweets. Um, like, we've always had a running joke in my family about, you know, um, like, too many sweets or, like, and we always have had, um, like, a good and bad food, like, kind of category, um, categories when we were growing up, in a sense, as a joke, but I took that more seriously um, during this time, and um, eventually was kind of like, well, I'll cut those foods out, just, you know, again, I'm still being healthy, I'm just being healthy, I'm getting in shape, um, and it kind of went underneath the radar, honestly, my parents um, just thought I was, again, just, you know, just training hard, and just, you know, um, working for like towards the sports and um, just nothing really stood out to them um, and then um, so I kind of just kept going with it and um, started to kind of think I was controlling it um, and when it, I really wasn't like I thought I was controlling you know my weight by um, you know restricting my food or over exercising a lot but it kind of just turned into this like obsessive like obsession in a sense um I kind of started eliminating different like food groups <laughs> it was really bad like, I de developed a lot of like fear foods so like I couldn't eat carbs because carbs were bad for you and um so I would, wouldn't eat those or and then I would like you know or if I did I would feel guilty and so I would have to go on a run and like run it out and like burn those calories out. Um, it was very exhausting, um, for sure. And the moment that I think my parents realized, um, was I was getting ready for a concert and basically the clothes I had been wearing didn't fit anymore and just kind of like, and it shocked my mom and my parents and like, everyone was like, what is going on? 
Um, and I think that's kind of like when it surfaced and it was like, oh, this is not, you know, this is not good. Um, and so, yeah, so then my mom kind of set up some more like precautions for me. So I went to go see a dietitian that we were like referred to and we would talk and we would meet, um, you know, about my meal plan and like, you know, you know, if I lost more weight, I would have to, you know, get rid of sports and I'd like things would be taken away from me. And, you know, in those meetings, I would say, yeah, sure. That's fine. But afterwards I kind of go back to those, those habits again. And I think it's just important to kind of note that like, it's, it was so much more than just eating and, or not eating, um, for that matter. Like a lot of times people think, oh, just because like, you just have to eat, like just eat, like, why can't you eat? But for me, like there's so many underlying like factors. There was that comparison. There was that control, um, that competitiveness that kind of like always a part of my life. Um, that can be a good thing like that, com- that competitiveness. But again, if used in the wrong way, it's um, not healthy. So it just it was a very much of a mental battle, like constantly talking to myself and trying to like, uh, I had all these like, negative thoughts coming in my head and about myself, like my body, myself, my self-esteem was down. Like didn't have any like confidence in myself, just a very negative, um, just storm in a sense, like in your head that no one really sees. They only see just kind of that outside and the numbers on the scale and um, the fact that you're not eating. So it was a lot harder to like, you know, do the things that I was being told that I needed to do. Um, And because of that, I uh, was not allowed to play soccer um, that year. I wasn't allowed to play my softball. So I had to tell my coaches I have to, you know, I have to quit the team because I wasn't healthy enough, Um, my weight was too low, so that was a hard thing, too, because sports were, like, who I was, and, like, what I did, and when people asked at school, like, oh, why aren't you playing, like, you kind of have to, like, have, it was hard to, as an eighth grader, to to be, like, um, yeah, so, um, but, yeah, but but the sad part is, it's just, even though, like, that destroyed me to take away some of those sports and those things I love to do, like, I wasn't willing to, like, I couldn't get myself, like, better. Like, I kept exercising. Like, I would do um, more sit-ups in, the, in my, like, my bedroom at night and just, like, try to sneak around. And that, that kind of broke the whole trust with my family. So it now kind of merged into, like, relationships. So my family, like, me and my parents, like, we argued all the time. Um, I have two younger siblings, and, like, at the time they were very, very young, so just fought with them. Um, so that just kind of, kind of just broke up, like, uh, you know, just that family dynamic and just being so consumed with this, um, was really hard. Um, and so it kind of, um, it kind of progressed like, yeah, kind of, it just kind of was going downhill. Um, I don't know like what, like how bad in a sense it got as far as like weight wise, how much, you know, weight I lost, but, um, looking back on pictures, it's, it's kind of scary, honestly, um, just to kind of see that, something like that can happen to someone and being so young, like, um, yeah, it was, it was one of the hardest and probably like, yeah, like the hardest like moments of my life. Um, definitely in a dark place. Like, um, I like struggle with like my own faith too. And just kind of wondering why is this happening to me? Like, why can't I do the things I want to do? Like, why am I constantly like battling with it? Um, so it's very exhausting that mental part of it too. Um, and so our family was kind of just stuck. Like the end of the end of the school year happened. Um, it was in the summer, and we were looking into different like treatment places, like facilities to go to. And nothing was really kind of just that like stood out to like my mom. I she's like, I don't know. Like, what? Like we didn't really have a sense of um, like peace about any of the places we saw. Because um, I knew I needed help, and like you know, as much as, like, I hated, like, doing that, um, or getting help and wanting to, like, in a sense, lose control of this, um, I knew I needed it, and I think, um, yeah, so that was, like, super important for us to, like, get help, so we found this place, um, honestly, by the grace of God, to, um, called Bermuda Ranch, and, um, they had a site in Virginia, and then they had a site in Arizona. And so um, I guess I think we were connected through, like, a family friend. So we called this place. Um, they were like, all right, like, you can come in. 
Um, it's a, like a two month intensive program. So we like called them one day and like literally two days later, like we packed up my things and we drove down Virginia and it was probably one of the hardest things in my life, um, to do, um, just being taken away from, you know, that summer and just like the normal life of like an eighth grader, you know, just, um, and being placed in this like facility that, um, like you're there for two months. Like I didn't see my, I mean, I saw my family a few times, like we came to visit, but like you're away and kind of just, um from like the world in a sense. Um, and so that's kind of like where I kind of learned the process of like recovery and started to like recover. Um, we were at, it's almost like a, I don't know, like a, almost like a hotel in a sense, like where we were, like there was a bunch of rooms, a bunch of girls that were there. Um, and they like, there say a lot of precautions for you, especially starting off. And the more you kind of progress, the more kind of freedom you're able to have. But what I loved about that place was they involved um, so many different types of therapy. Like we saw like, therapists, we saw a psychiatrist, we did some like art therapy. Um, there was, uh, they had horses there, so we did equine therapy. So there's a lot of different like, ways they kind of just worked around the whole like, the eating disorder and recovery. And so that's where I spent a lot of time just learning how to, how to challenge some of the thoughts that came into my head and how to change them and to like think and like translate it into a more positive thought and they did all the body image work but that's been that's a huge thing um it was a huge thing for me um kind of drove my like restriction of eating and over exercising so we did a lot of work with that um and just being around like the community of girls that were there was I think really helpful too like just knowing you weren't alone because I think I felt very alone when I was dealing with like anorexia at home and so having people to relate to, in a sense, was, like, um, like so impactful for me. Um, and so, so, yeah, so I spent, like, two months of, like, really, like, intensive treatment there and actually spent a third month in Arizona and, like, an, um, still, like, in, in-person treatment but, like, a step down. So it was more – helped me transition to life more. I wasn't at my goal weight by the end of the summer. Um, and so I didn't – and I know that I – if I went home still underneath, like underweight and like having to kind of keep building that up when I was at home, it would be very tempting to kind of go back to the whole eating disorder. So I spent an extra month kind of, um, you know, getting back to where I need to be. Um, we did a lot of like restaurant challenges where we went out order food. We went grocery shopping with the dietitians there. So it was a lot of practical application, which I think like really helped me transition back to like real, real life in a sense. Um, I started my first month of high school out there, so that was different. Um, so, yeah, a big transition. But I always tell people, like, that summer, like, those three months, like, were probably some of the worst months of my life, but also, like, the best months of my life. And I would never take any of that back at all. Um, it's made me, like, who I am, and I've learned so much from that and just have gained such a different perspective on life, um, on eating, on exercising, just – health in general, so, um, so yeah, and I've met, like, incredible people through that experience, um, but, yeah, it was, it was tough, (laughs) it was tough, and the transition back home was tough, too, just people asking questions, and it's still being, like, a sensitive topic, because not everyone knew, but, you know, and trying to figure out that balance between, all right, like, now that you're home, like, how do we not go back to those old ways, like, you know, I need to be vocal with my parents and not hide things from them. And with like the sports and things like that, transitioning back into like playing sports and not getting so like obsessive about that comparison and that control as far as like over-exercising goes. So it definitely took a while. It took, um, a few years, honestly, to kind of really just get back into it and like learn to apply what I learned, um, like in treatment to like the real life situations. Um, so yeah, so that's a big part of my story and big part of, uh, kind of what drives me every day. So, um, does that feeling of like control ever go away? Like, I don't know. Do you still, does some of this stuff still come up today? Yeah, honestly, it's, um, it'll be 10 years, um, in June, this upcoming June. Um, for when I left, which seems crazy because it seems so much longer than, I don't know, it's just 10 years is crazy, um, how long it's been since then, but 
yeah, I mean, to this day, um, I still struggle with it. Um, I've obviously learned how to, um, you know, change those thoughts and I know like the right choices and things like that, but yeah, I'm still very much tempted. Um, some days more than like more than others. Um, but yeah, it's still there. I think it's something that doesn't really go away. Um, and like we all, like as like women and stuff, like we all have like the, the body image issues and those days where you're like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> but I think it's because I've dealt with like that, like eating disorder side of it. It's still, that's kind of like my thoughts sometimes are like, Oh, well eating, like I should not eat this or I should go do this instead like to help me feel better about myself. So I still get those kind of like thoughts and that's kind of like where that control like comes up with, um, or comes up. Um, so yeah, it's, it's there and like I don't think it's ever really going to go away but I know I'm at a place where I, I can look back and see you know the choices that I made and where it got me and I know I never like want to go down that road again like I love being able to do like what I can do and I sometimes I tell myself like like I mean I love running so um when I'm running sometimes like I tell my body I'm like hey like thanks for being strong to be able to get me through this run like and or even just tell myself I am like I have an able body that's healthy that um, can move can do these things like and I don't want to lose that so it's like that's always like my motivation to be like all right like no matter how like bad it gets one day like I have so many other things that I put like my my hope in and just like my energy and like into that like help me to kind of keep me like from that low place um so, but it is tricky, and I think it's oftentimes, again, kind of like what I said before, that people don't realize it's more of, like, a mental kind of thing, too, than it is just, like, the eating. So, but also, that now that I'm, like, I am in recovery, it's, some people don't understand that it still is there, like, just because I'm not, you know, <laughs> dealing with anorexia currently, it's not, you know, that just goes away, and just, like, you know, once you can come back from treatment, like, just, you know snap your fingers and it's gone um so it's it's I guess that sometimes surprises people that like I still say I still struggle with it but like I said like there's um I've kind of I've grown so much from that and so and being in like the health like field as like my job like I get to use my story to help people and like encourage them like hey like your body can do some great things like don't like don't criticize it like there's so much you can do, like, stop focusing on, like, those, like, the negative part of it, and, um, which is cool, so it's cool to have that impact, um, like, on people there, and even, like, friends in college, like, my own teammate, too, like, dealt with, like, anorexia, so being able to see, kind of, like, the benefits, and, like, um, like, the beauty come from that pain, like, motivates me to, kind of, just never, like, go back to that place, but to, um, talk about it and not be afraid to talk about it and like I'm always willing to share like my story with people and because I know that someone can learn something from it whether it's related to like eating or not but um but yeah so I'm proud of myself for you know getting through that and for you know overcoming some of that and um I look forward to kind of the ways I can continue to use it like in the future yeah, thank you so much for sharing, and I appreciate you being willing and open to this discussion. Um, what suggestion, because I, I like how you also highlighted the kind of breaking down of the family relationship that you experienced, and I do feel that a part of, like people who care about somebody who they know is going through this or they can see they can see the weight loss. They can see how it's changed their mindset, their attitude. Um, how how can they help? Like, what what advice do you have on someone who wants to help? Yeah, I think um, the best advice, like, so if you're someone who, like, notices, like, a friend or family dealing with it, I think the best thing that you can do is just to be there. Um, not to really impose necessarily, like, an opinion or, like, tell them what to do because that's doesn't really work, um, to being told, like, you should do this, um, but just kind of be there, like, hey, like, I'm here if you need me, like, for support, if you just want to talk, like, um, because I know I felt, you know, like, I felt very alone, and not, like, no one could understand, and I journaled a lot, that was kind of, like, my outlet, outlet, too, um, but just knowing that someone can be there, and can be kind of neutral, you know, in a sense, obviously, they care about, you know, that person, but 
you know, just to be in a listening ear, um, you know, is great and goes like such a long way. And then on the other side, if you are like someone dealing with it, um, not being afraid to ask for help, even though it is like super hard, but also knowing that you're not alone. There's so many people that are out there, you know, that have had experience, you know, some type of experience with it or know someone who can help. So, you know, just knowing that you're not like alone in it can, you know, go a long way as well. Um, but it's not, you know, it's not easy. And I think, you know, having a support system behind you is, um, really good too. Like I know, you know, like my family, we were, you know, had some, you know, conflict and things through that like they were still there and they still like loved me and supported me and tried to help me and I think that really made a difference because I know some of the people I met in treatment like they didn't really have that good support system at home and that like it really you know is a detriment to like their recovery so I'm like you know a huge believer in having that like support system whether it's friends family um a mentor so like you know someone that you like can trust um I think can really help um and obviously there's you know the professionals that you like you know seeing a therapist and a dietitian like are super important too um but for that kind of like immediate you know help right around you I think just being able to listen being able to ask for help um like definitely contribute to working towards um recovery yeah wow thank you so much for sharing yeah you're welcome um, so I'm going to ask the three questions I ask everyone on the show. Uh, what are some stretches that you're doing in your own life right now? So, um, definitely, I mean, the running is definitely a lot. just kind of keeps me sane during this time. But I've also kind of used um, the downtime, in a sense, to just read. I haven't really been able to read in a while just because life is busy and with work. So I picked up a few books, um, like the Amazon and stuff and just kind of, I've been able to have some quiet time like each day, whether it's, um, reading, um, journal. I love to write and journal. So journaling too is something that I've been kind of doing, um, which has been nice just to kind of have me time since that doesn't always happen when life is normal and up and running. So that's awesome. Um, what what book is like the best one you've read so far? Um, well, I just finished the book um, "Let Your Mind Run" by Dina Castor. Um, I read like running books <laughs> recently, so. <laughs> um, but she just just her yeah her mentality and like her story that she shares in her book is just so inspiring. Um, so that's been like really cool to like read. So I just finished that. Um, which is good. So we'll kind of see. I have a few more that I bought the other day, so I got to decide which one I'm gonna dive into <laughs> next. But <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, what's something? And I think you kind of answered this that you're enjoying doing in your life for you right now. Yeah. So definitely, I think the journaling for sure is definitely a good thing. Um, just because there's a lot of change, you know, happening in life and. You know, like we talked about with our marathon being canceled, like I went straight to my journal and journaled a lot of things out. And even just now, just if things pop up or just thoughts and that's kind of the way to kind of just, again, I can kind of find some therapy in a sense in that and just quiet time, listening to music as I write. Um, that always just helps me kind of reset and refocus on, um, on the day or, you know, the task at hand or whatever that is. So, yeah. And what is something you can't stop talking about? Hmm. Well, I recently finished the show Love is Blind on Netflix. So I was talking to a lot of my friends about that. (laughs) Um, I'm a big fan of Survivor, too. So that's been a pretty cool season on um, TV this, like, spring, um, winter and spring. So... Um, now that, now that my whole family's home here, we all watch it together and like talk about it and things like that. So that's been kind of fun to, to do with them, um, in the evenings and stuff. So. Awesome. (laughs) Carolyn, thanks so much for being part of this episode. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was awesome. This conversation was so important to me. 
I'm so grateful for Carolyn for speaking about her life because I know that there are many people out there who can relate to her or her family. The breadth of this issue is wide, whether it be a friend, a sibling, a child. Even my question, how do you address this with someone you love, speaks volumes because it's hard to see people go through this and push you aside when you care. But that's not necessarily your issue to deal with. But like Carolyn said, the support you give them is number one. So my meditation today is going to focus on positive body image or focus on being healthy and loving being. Every morning when Jennifer Lopez wakes up, she sets her affirmation. I am youthful and timeless. And I would agree with that statement about her. So let's come to a comfortable seated position. And you're welcome here to close your eyes or lower your gaze. Maybe take a few shoulder rolls before we begin. And slowly start to draw your awareness to your breath. Notice the breath begin to slow. And just take a moment to send some gratitude to your body for everything it does every single day. Take a breath in and exhale out. Say gently to yourself, I feel blessed with good health. I feel blessed with good health. And just notice those words. Gently rippling like a river stream all the way down your body. Gently say to yourself, I feel strong and confident in my body. I feel strong and confident in my body. Gently say to yourself, my body radiates beautiful kindness. My body radiates beautiful kindness. And just feel the warmth of kindness radiating from your body out into the world. And gently say to yourself, my heart is courageous, kind, and loving. My heart is courageous, kind, and loving. And gently bring one hand on top of the heart. And let the other hand come on top. 
And just take a moment to notice the changes within your body. How it feels. Take another breath in. And an exhale out. When you're ready, gently blink back, open the eyes, coming back into the room. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of But First Stretch. If you like this podcast, please follow and like on iTunes, Spotify, however you listen, and share with any friends who you think would like this episode. Please leave me a review, send me any comments, suggestions you might have. You can follow me at FitFamConchi on Instagram and Facebook. You can also send a message to my personal Facebook and Instagram, which is Jennifer McCracken or JenniferMC3 on Instagram. I hope you have a wonderful day.